Hey there, folks. My name is Emily. And I'm Elle. And this is Oh My Word, a podcast where we, Elton and I, discuss the content of books, movies, musicals, TV shows, etc., so that you know what you're getting into. We're sort of like the blurb on the back of a book or the blurb when you pick a show on Netflix, except a little bit more in-depth because we're trying to save your souls here, people. Exactly. And we save your souls through clutching our pearls. <laughs> Which, ah! Yeah, exactly. So we have our pearl clutching scale for violence, language, and romance. Scale of zero to four, zero being very, very good. That means we didn't clutch any pearls in the uh, watching or the reading or the listening of whatever. And uh, four being we clutched way too many pearls. We can barely fit them all into our hands at this point. So Correct. Right. So you just, you got to look at the numbers and the numbers will tell you and then... You make your dis- You will have an informed decision to make. Yes. We care about you. We've never met you. You know, we don't, we don't know who you are or where you live or what you do with your life. But we know that when someone watches something, it affects them. Now, some things affect you for longer, right? Some things just for 30 seconds or like the day you watch it. But some things... You know, some books or movies you watch, you keep on thinking about them. And the question is, what do you want in your brain? You know, what do you want to keep thinking about? And especially for parents who might want to, like, have their kids watch things or read things, you want to know what they're getting into. Because kids are very, I mean, we're all impressionable, but kids are very impressionable. And what you watch today, you know, 20 years from now, who knows, your kid could still be in the basement because you let them watch The Sopranos when they were way too young to watch The Sopranos, you know? And you don't want that. Yeah. That would probably keep them out of basements, right? Isn't that the... Uh... Anyways... I've never seen The Sopranos, so I don't know. <laughs> Which is all to say, something about people knowing each other but not knowing each other, which is sort of our segue to what we're going to speak about today, which is Greece. Because they know each other but they don't know each other. And, okay, here's the deal. Okay. Greece to me is like... Um, the word? Mamma Mia. One of those musicals that they keep putting on, and why mm. was it ever <laughs> put on? This is garbage. I pretty much agree with you. I've never been a big fan of Greece. It's not not nearly as bad as Mamma Mia is, in my opinion. Um, Fine. Like, there's some musical value like the music itself some of it's good you know dance numbers etc there's some value from a performance standpoint but I've never understood like they love putting it on in high schools and people really in really love it I've never understood that I'm like it's so sort of like Annie I feel the same way about Annie it's like I I get it but I don't love it and people just love it and maybe it's because it is done so often and I'm I'm one of those people and i not in a purposely hipster way. Like when things are super popular and done over and over, I tend to like it less. Oh, I thought you said you don't like Annie because my cold heartedness is rubbing off on you. No, there's just something about, because everyone does Annie, you know, and especially like if you're a girl and you're in musical theater, like everything is, you know, it's just there's like, that's always the songs are going to be performed. It's like, okay, I get it, Annie, but there's other things for, anyway. We're not talking about Annie. We're talking uh, about Greece. You're not talking about the fact so, that you're venting that you're never <laughs> Annie because you don't have red hair. Okay, I got it. Well, no, I agree with you. Greece 
is I think Greece was supposed to be a little bit of a, what, like a parody or a satire of the 1950s, right? Like of this like perfect veneer of like cheerleaders and greasers and whatever, but like what's underneath, okay. right? Well, it's also the stage version and the film version are different. They cleaned up the stage version mm. a little bit for the film version. Um, gotcha. Because I think like there's one scene where someone thinks that they're pregnant and that doesn't, I don't think that's in the film version if I remember correctly. Or, like, it's it's more in the movie, but use. it's like, it's glossed over in the movie more than it is, I think, in the actual stage production. Right. Or like, I think yeah. the reference to drug use is a little bit stronger, I think, maybe in the stage version. I don't remember. There's, there's a few things in the stage version. I think they're a little bit, interestingly, that the stage version is stronger than the film version. But, uh, oh, we didn't give our ratings. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, um, Sweeney Todd is the same way. On stage, it, even though you'd think in the film, like, it could be more violent because they have more options, there's some things on stage that they didn't bring over to the screen. So sometimes, maybe it's just for time, maybe what adapts better, but sometimes it does seem like, maybe they're trying to make it slightly more accessible Okay, once it's on film. Sweeney Todd is anyway. another musical I don't get. We should have just called this one the list of musicals. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like, and so there's a difference between like, oh, but the music's so good or whatever. I can accept if you like the music of something or if you like the choreography or whatever. Usually if when I say I don't get it, I mean, that for me means like the story. Right, not mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, yeah. not necessarily anything on um, whether or not the music's good, or whether or not the presentation of it is good, or the stage mm. of it is good. That for me specifically. So like, okay, so for Greece, okay, we got violence is a one, language is a three, romance is a three. Um, you have Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen. They fell in love over the summertime, and now they're both going to school. And Sandy, I guess she's a transfer because they never. Um, they both come. They're they're both in school and they're both like singing about their summer loves. Right, like, oh, we had such a beautiful love with each other, blah, blah, blah. But they don't know that they are each other because Danny's so cool and Sandy is so not cool. Um, and then blah, 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 all the ups and downs. They figure out who each other are, blah, blah, blah. They can't be seen together, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the last number, right? <laughs> skip ahead, skip ahead. The last number, you know, Sandy comes out in this, like, skin-tight leather outfit. And Danny's all of a sudden is just like, woohoo, there's Sandy. We can be, we can be together now. So a lot of people get upset at that. And he's like all American at the end. So like they switch. She becomes, because he's a greaser, right? So he's like a cool. So she changes to be more his type of girl. But he also changes to be more her type of guy. Right. Which is the defense people give. But it does not change the fact that she had to dress. (laughs) That it was only when she dressed the way she dressed because his type of girl, it's not that like, oh, she became more fun-loving. It's that she started dressing hotter. And not in a like, oh, pull mm. yourself together and dress nicely kind of way. But in like skin-tight leather outfit kind of way. So, whatever. Right. I think that's why a lot of people just don't love Grease. And it's called Grease. So. <laughs> well, there's an interesting mix. There's people who love it. And now there's people who are like, oh, it's not good for girls you know and the wrong messages but the problem is they look at all the wrong messages which is why we're here folks to talk about the content because like the thing that they focus on is oh she has to change so that he'll like her fine i mean everyone changes for the people that they love it's just how relationships work i mean even if you don't change as fundamentally as she does people change so get over it but like you said there's this pregnancy scare i'm pretty sure in the 
on stage, does she get an abortion? I mean, we don't see it, but she talks about it. There's drug use, there's bad language, there's all these sexual crude references throughout the whole thing. But no one has a problem with that. Right. Everyone has a problem right. with, at the end, Sandy transforms herself. And I, I don't know, I just, it's interesting what everyone else has a problem with and then what you and I have a problem with. Yes. So that's why, that's why also like officiates like a PG rating, but it's, it's only PG rating because it doesn't hit the notes that would make it not a PG rating like overtly. So like, right. It, because it happens like a little bit quieter, but it's more like the crude references and stuff like that. Or like what's going on, you know, what goes on in the car when all the windows are up kind of thing. Like, because it happens like that and they don't specifically say things and don't specifically like strip down. So that's why it got, it could coast in with, with the lesser kind of rating even though there's right. a lot of mature content in it. It's not like, it's not for kids. And, um, no, that's why it's weird that they do it at high schools all the time, even though it's supposed to right. be high school students, it's not really high school appropriate. Like the lyrics in the songs are not so great. Right. It's also like, like, so you could say, so some people are like, Oh no, it's addressing these teen issues, blah, blah, blah. Or like, no, it's not. It's doing songs and dance about it. That doesn't address the teen issues that like, it either romanticizes it or glorifies it or like just look at us singing and dancing to the fact, you know, that this song is actually, it seems to be saying one thing, but it's actually saying something else. So that's what it does. Like you're singing. So you're singing that like, so that's why also, but even at the end, which okay, we're going to go back to the end for a second. Also, the fact that Sandy changed the whatever, she becomes more sexualized if you think about it. Right. Right. Because she's yeah. putting up again, back to the skin tight leather thing. Like, so you could say, oh, no, 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 like they are both changing for each other and whatever. So yes, but she's also, it's what part of her is, is, is changed. That's also what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, people change in relationships, people adapt, whatever. So again, it could be like, oh, Sandy never wanted to drive in the fast car or something like that. So now she's willing to drive in the fast car, you know, because Danny loves to like, you know, uh, go on open roads and drive at 80 miles an hour, right? And so Sandy never wanted right. to do it. She was always too cautious. So now she wants to do it. Right, so you could say that, like, oh, she became more of a daredevil. So that would be a change that would be like, oh, fine, like she's opening herself up to the world or whatever. But that's not what it is. <laughs> the change right. is that she's becoming like. So it's not even the fact that she's changing; it's what the change is, you know. And mm. Danny kind of becomes like a ni little bit nicer, right? That's kind of like his thing that becomes like. So, but so like that's a good change for it to occur. So right. That's also kind of like what it is. It's fair for there to be criticism about it. It's just interesting that that's people's biggest concern and not the all the sexual references and the other things that go on with the right. characters. You also, like, if you think about it, right, you said it's supposed to be kind of look at the 1950s. I think know, this, so. This came yeah. out of the 70s, right? Oh, we didn't say it again. Oh, right. So it was on Broadway originally uh, in 1972. It ran until 1980. Uh, starred Barry Bostwick as Danny and Carol Demas as Sandy. Um, book music and lyrics were by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. It did not win any Tony Awards, though it was nominated for a few, uh, but it did win the Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Choreography and Most Promising Costume Design, which I just think is a very interesting... Crazy. Does that mean, like, the costume designer is going to go on to better things? Or, like, this costume <laughs> design... It's almost there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is most promised? I've never uh, heard of that category before. Um, and then the movie comes out in 1978. So it's interesting. The movie comes out while it's still having its initial run on Broadway. 
And uh, did you mention it was John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John? Oh, no. That's also back in the day when John Travolta was still doing the the musicals, right? Because Saturday right. Fever, I think, was also then. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't know if there's another one. But oh, Well, he did Hairspray, but that was in the 2000s. Oh, yes, 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 Hairspray. So it's funny because you don't, if you're... I don't, well, I don't know what people think of John Travolta is. He's a little bit, uh, I guess he's pretty versatile because he does Pulp Fiction too. So like Pulp Fiction and Grease, in my mind, are his two biggest right. movies. But those two have nothing to do with each other. So, right. And Olivia Newton-John, of course, was a big uh, music and dancer. She was in Xanadu also. Oh, Xanadu, yeah. No, so, right. I think John Travolta now has more of that like kind of uh, thriller like those kind of roles, more the action, mm. like the Pulp Fiction kind of name. But he did start off with the musical theater. Like that is what he interesting. Think about like um 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 Hugh Jackman. He started off in musical theater. He started oh, right. off, um on stage musical theater before he transferred over film and became Wolverine, and that's like what really helped blow up his career. Right, um, right. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but in that, and then he sort of went back to musical theater first right, with like uh, Les Misérables, which was whatever, and then. <laughs> the Greatest Showman, which he he sounded much better in, I think. So yes, like I was saying, I'm just trying to think about Greece, like the music, like comparing it to Mamma Mia. I mean, Mamma Mia has good music, but that's because it's ABBA. But like, I'll just put in an ABBA CD. I don't need to listen to it in story form. But Greece has good music from a musical standpoint. You know, like fun songs, like Summer Lovin', which, I mean, not all the lyrics are super great and appropriate, but it is a fun song. You know, the boys on one side, the girls on the other, and how Sandy and Danny both saw their summers in different ways, and they're bragging to their friends, but differently, right? Like, he's bragging about, we don't even know, right? He brags about them hooking up, but they probably didn't hook up, right? Like, he's just showing off for his guy friends, and she's telling her girlfriends, like, oh my goodness, he was so sweet. So, you know, there's this... um like, that song is fun, and Grease Lightning, which is, like, really, really, if you listen to the lyrics, not great, but it's a good dance song. Um, you're the one that I want is a good dance song. Like, if you go to weddings and stuff, that's the kind of song that they'll just play along with, you know, the Bee Gees and whatever other just dance songs. So the music is good, which I guess is what you're saying. Like, when you don't like a musical, it's not always about the music and lyrics or the musicality of it or the the spectacle of it. It's about the story. So they were supposed to, like, they were trying to look back at the 1950s. Because there's still today this persist, there persist in people's minds this idea that like the 1950s was perfect because TV shows show like these perfect lives. But if you actually talk to anyone who lived in the 1950s, they don't pretend that it was perfect, but they also like the fact that TV shows were showing something that wasn't real life. Like today, TV shows don't show perfection. They show like messiness, but we all live in messiness. So TV right. shows just had a different well, they're not real life either, a lot of the TV shows. Like, they pretend like they're real life, but they're also not. <laughs> well, true. And they're they're bigger than life, but they're a little bit more... There's just a different... You know, different time periods have different wants. You know, like... I mean, Westerns were really big for a while, too. So in the 50s, you know, it was right after World War II, and also a lot of those people maybe had seen World War One, so maybe they wanted their TV shows to show them happy family life. If you listen to music, like, from the 40s... Right, even during World War II, the music is really happy. Yeah. And you're like, how is it possible that people came out with such happy music when at home, you know, people didn't have and boys were going off and they were dying in another country and there was a Holocaust? How could they write such happy songs? And today, like, thank goodness, life is pretty great. 
But songs don't reflect that. So like different cultural times ask for different things. So this whole idea that the 50s was like fake because TV shows showed perfection. It's like people can't separate Leave It to Beaver from people who actually lived in the 50s. Like, no, Leave It to Beaver was a TV show. Just like Modern Family or Breaking Bad is a TV show. Like, you're not living Breaking Bad, even though you're living at the same time as Breaking Bad. Like, it's just a TV show. Leave It to Beaver, Father Knows Best. They were just TV shows. But a lot of things like to riff on the 50s, and I think that's what Greece was doing. They were looking at the 50s and all of its veneer and then like, oh, what's really behind it? Oh, there was all these sex, drugs, and rock and roll going on. It's like, yeah, okay, there was, but that wasn't, that's not what the 50s is known for. And you know what? I'd maybe rather live in a time that was known for like, the family all gets along and the biggest problem is, oh no, my paper route, I can't do it today because it's snowing. (laughs) Like, I'd be okay living in that world. Well, there are certain people problems that will always persist. Like, because people... Yeah, the country was booming after the war. People wanted to build family. Soldiers were coming back. Like, it was a different meaning they were looking for. You have the birth of a teenager in the 50s. Right. right. There was a lot of, of different kind of prosperity after so much rationing during the war. So there was a very upbeat time. And, and uh, that was the messaging of the time. So it is true. Right. And yeah, certain things. But also, you wouldn't have had these things with, like, teens having their own cars or messing around, that kind of stuff. That didn't happen then. Because kids would go to school. And as soon as they would go to school, you'd go straight into even going to college, but like your path was different. You weren't hanging out with like a boyfriend who there wasn't a thought that you might marry him one day. Like right. we didn't have, I guess say the time for it. We didn't have the mentality for it to just be to date around. Like it didn't necessarily happen then because that's not what the mm-hmm. mindset was, but it doesn't mean it was evil and bad and terrible. And they're so close minded. They lived, the times were a little bit different. We're not necessarily better off today. Like relationships don't last as well today. There's a lot more right. divorce and stuff like that. So we didn't necessarily benefit from, Oh, everyone can meet as many people as they want. But going back, one more thing that you said that oh, yes. when you talk about how Danny and Sandy are singing their song about their loves and like, you know, he's trying to pretend like he went, you know, he did all this kind of stuff with her and Sandy's like, oh, he was so sweet. We don't really know who we could believe here, but let's say we do believe right. Sandy saying that like, and we could believe also because Sandy's still in Sandy mode, you know, that the guy, the guy that she met, this Danny guy that she met um, was, um, was very sweet to her. Right, because assuming she wouldn't have had the summer flu with someone who's a total jerk. So that yeah. means she saw something in him. And then when we say, oh, but Danny mm-hmm. changed at the end, it's more that she saw what was there and like brought it out at him. Right? Which again goes back to the Sandy change. It's not like, oh, he saw the hotness in her and brought it out at her. Like, so again, it's not it's not about the change, it's so much what the change was that I mean, this is what we do. We overanalyze everything. But the point is, there's there's so much content out there. There's so much out there. Some people, all they want to do, they want to go to a movie, sit down, and turn off their brains and just be entertained. But we look deeper than that. We want there to be quality yes. to whatever... I don't say quality. We want there to be something to whatever we're going to spend our time on. So. And the truth is, even if you go and turn off your brain, your brain isn't totally turned off. So things are getting right. in. I mean, you're not going in maybe and watching like the same way that you would sit down and watch a documentary that you're really trying to absorb it, but things get absorbed. And that's why like there are different cultural mores today than there were in the 1950s or even the 1970s, because it gets in and like movies and music and TV shows. And people just start to accept it for, for good and for bad. You right. know, some things have changed for better and some for worse, but like it gets in. So it's just about like everyone thinks of Greece and I think they just sort of think of like, Oh yeah, it's that musical with, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and it's about high school, right? Yes, and there's all this other stuff, so maybe you actually don't want to watch it 
with your kids and you should put on Music Man instead. <laughs> it always comes back to Music Man. Well, it yeah. should always come back to Music Man. Also, this is not a conspiracy theory. Messaging is a real thing. Messaging is real. Yeah. Yeah. Just telling everyone that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you write something with a purpose. It might not be the purpose to like evilly take over the world, but you have a story you want to tell and there's going to be a message in that story. Oh, not everybody writes with the intention of taking over the world. I'm talking about other people. They're not supposed to know. Oh, okay. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's our little secret. We're definitely not trying to take over the world. We're definitely here in our basement, not working on mind control potions. We're making Play-Doh. Wink. That sounds very see how you See how you do it, Al? Yeah, you got oh, yeah. to trick oh, yeah. them so they don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to continue working on our Play-Doh. Uh-huh. And the subliminal messaging that you put into Music Man CDs. Well, music. Yes. Forget what Al just said. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, people. Oh My Word podcast is brought to you by the Pearl Clutching Basement Dwellers at Oh My Word. Follow us on Instagram for updates at Oh My Word podcast, or like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For full episode notes and detail, visit eltenabam.com. Music is by Tim Berg. See you next time.